We're taking you from sideline to sideline and everything in between. It's your one-stop shop for all things football. Join me, Aaron Mukes, every Wednesday and Friday for fresh takes, breaking news, fantasy gold, and more. College and NFL, we got you covered. This is Sideline to Sideline, the podcast. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... Here comes the rush, and here's the hit. Second down attempt. Oh, what a hit. You can't do that. The quarterback, you can't fight. The 40, the guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms. Here, tested. Somebody stop that man. Ladies and gentlemen, now your host, Mr. Aaron Mukes, and his co-host, Akeem. This is your one-stop shop for all college and NFL football. Here is Sideline to Sideline. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is your boy, Aaron Mukes. We're here at the Sideline to Sideline podcast, the fantasy episode, week two, alongside my co-host, David Gonzalez. What's up, David? How you doing, man? What's going on, everybody? Aaron, hey, shout out to this brother over here working hard. Uh, one of the hardest bro- working guys in the industry, I know. And uh, I'm happy to be here. Man, what was the shit we saw in week two? I'm telling you, I, sw- I think I tore my ACL, bro. <laughs> Just watching all these damn injuries. The um, body's I'm- piling up. Body count is high right now. We're going to get into all the injuries, man. We're going to talk about some takeaways and disappointments we had from week two. I really don't want to discuss the optimal lineup shit from last week because mine was atrocious uh, and you got me once again, but shout out to you on that. And then we will get into our optimal lineups for week three. Uh, first, give us a recap on your, on your leagues, man. Do you, what was your, what was your record this weekend? I know last week you did pretty well. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm actually looking at it right now. And so for my ESPN leagues, I skated out of there. I won four out of five. In my Yahoo leagues, I won four out of six. Um, in Sleeper, I won one out of three. And in uh, we won our league in CBS, right? Yep, yep. And then Flea, and then Flea Flicker, I won both. Nice. So I think I took like five losses this week. That's another good but, one. Uh, solid. That's solid. But I but I took even bigger losses losing Saquon in three leagues. I lost. Yeah. Uh, Sutton in a couple of leagues and Christian McCaffrey. Like I was deep into that. I'm deep into Christian McCaffrey. So it was kind of one of them things like, fuck. Like even when you win, you still lose. And, and we're, I mean, we're going to talk about all that and kind of what you feel your approach is going to be as we move forward through the season. Yeah. Um, I know this week I, I had a much better week this week. I know last week I was like six and 10 or seven and nine or whatever. This week I went uh, 12 and four or 11 and five, sorry, 11 and five. Uh, much better week. I, I fell short in a couple of leagues by just a few points. Uh, late Monday, you know, obviously Josh Jacobs got me in our in our dynasty league in Yahoo, and then um, in another league, I got I got beat by Darren Waller, which I can't complain about because he had a monster game. Uh, but but the biggest thing for week two, man, obviously is these injuries. And I mean, you could just start running down the list. The the big the main guys, obviously that we took in top that were taken in the top of drafts are Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, that's going to be something that a lot of teams are going to have to rework their entire roster and try to figure out how they want to navigate through the rest of the season. But there were also guys like uh, Raheem Mostert, 
Jimmy Garoppolo, Paris Campbell. Um, you know, Kenny Galladay's been hurt. Cortland Sutton, uh, Chris Godwin was out this week. There, there's just been injuries all over the board and all have fa- huge fantasy implications. And some of, some of my biggest takeaways from week two were, were some guys we talked about preseason. And, and we'll get into why you should listen to us on who to draft and who not to draft. Uh, but but I want I want to kind of go through my biggest takeaways from week two, other than the injuries, and we'll talk about the injuries again when we get to the waiver wire and who, where we want to go with this conversation. But some of my biggest takeaways, uh, number one was Jonathan Taylor, and I was I was highly encouraged by the usage. Uh, I, I told people not to go out and go crazy over Naheem Hines. Typical fantasy football week one. You said that and facts. Don't get me wrong; he still has flex appeal, and you can still have him in your lineup. Uh, but I, I, obviously there were, there were signs all over the although writing all over the wall that he wasn't going to be used as frequently as he was used in week one. And Jonathan Taylor saw a, a huge volume of carries. I think he went 26 for 101 and a touchdown. And then he, he added a couple of catches. They obviously see this guy as a workhorse. And now that Marlon Mack is gone, I think it's just paved the way for Jonathan Taylor to be used uh, I, I'm still a little suspect about the Colts offense, but they obviously like to run the ball. So I think Jonathan Taylor is now kind of just set it and forget it, put him in. You don't have to worry about volume or, or anybody kind of taking his carries away from him. I think he's a, he's a guy that you can just pretty much plug into your lineup and let loose. Similar to Aaron Jones, who had a average week one. And once again, I'm all over Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is an absolute elite guy. And he showed it once again this week. Um, ever since they freed him <laughs> a couple of years ago, he's shown what he's capable of. And I, I mean, I think I think in this offense with Matt LaFleur wanting to run the ball as much as he wants to run the ball and Aaron Rodgers relying on Aaron Jones heavily, uh, again, 18, 168 and two touchdowns plus four catches, 68 yards and a tug. Uh, you, you can't beat that. I mean, you really, you really can't. So talk to me about these backs. These are the two running backs I kind of wanted to point out and your take, your thoughts on, on those two. And if you, if you see them, if you're seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah, man, I think that um, right now you can kind of put George, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan, the, you know, the most prized possession, um, you know, prospect uh, a la Saquon Barkley um, coming out of college um, from Wisconsin doing his thing. Um, I think that you can put him as like a Nick Chubb value right now um, in terms of, you know, set it and forget it. He's going to be there. He's going to produce with Marlon Mack out. um, I think it's a no brainer. He's a play. He was for $5,700 on DraftKings. I told you guys to put him in your lineup and I hope you guys did because you might've won some money. Um, And, you know, I I think that uh, there's some not so obvious players that we could have done a lot better. And I'm going to point out one. And I'm going to say, uh, well, uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, where were you this week, man? Uh, I know Kirk Cousins was atrocious. I know he had three interceptions, and it probably didn't help that the box is loaded up on you, but you and Thielen didn't show up. Um, I will say that it's not even a fantasy thing because I don't have any shares of Dalvin Cook. Um, but um, up to date, he's got five targets, five targets out of the backfield, and that's concerning me. So. Uh, I'm wondering when they're going to put that horse into full throttle and utilize the guy they paid 
what upwards to fifty million dollars. Um, so at some point, you just got to let him loose, see what kind of horsepower he's got. So uh, Dalvin Cook owners, um, hang tight. I think the best is yet to come, but uh, maybe there's a little bit of concern um, with the usage, um, but I, I think he'll be all right. So um, another one um, that was pretty interesting was the fact that uh, my guy, Austin Eckler, uh, I talked about him uh, preseason. Um, he bounced back. He had over 20 touches again, uh, whether that was rushing or receiving. He had, I think, close to um, almost like 150 yards. Um, he had quite a bit rushing, and um, he got some of those receiving yards that we were all crying about. Those catches that he didn't get week one, he got a few of those this week. And um, that just goes to show that um, the new quarterback, I shouldn't say new quarterback, but the first-round pick quarterback um, should be starting, you know, from here on out. I know Coach Speak is to throw Tyrod Taylor in there, but um, Keenan Allen was utilized. Um, you know, the whole offense was moving forward. There was a new breath of fresh air and they competed against the Kansas city, you know, chiefs for uh, the full game. So um, in terms of Connor, James Connor, I, I just want to say you might as well slap Benny Snell in the ass. Cause when he fumbled, same thing as Ronald Jones, uh, that just opened the door right back to James Connor season, opened the door to Leonard Fournette season. So uh, Benny Snell and uh, you know, um, Ronald Jones, you guys better just uh, wait for the next fumble. And, and we talked about injury. that, right? We talked about they had the opportunity to keep starting jobs. Guys like Ronald Jones or Benny Snell. When Connor's hurt, it's a short lease. Like you have to take full, you know, you have to take that opportunity. You have to run with it. The minute you let up or something happens and you don't, you don't hit an assignment or you, you fumble the ball. Uh, there's a guy right behind you. That's probably more talented than you anyways. And, and he's coming for your job. So uh, that, that's a good point there. In terms of ads, I know that we're all going to be going uh, crazy on the waiver wire. Um, and shame on you if you blew your load early. But, um, I mean, Mike Davis, the, uh, you know, the backup to Christian McCaffrey, I think he had eight catches and 74 yards. And that was after McCaffrey went down. Um, Deion Lewis, he had, I think he had four catches. He had about 15 touches and he had a touchdown. I know they're talking about bringing Devontae Freeman in. Um, Tuesday, so we'll see what happens with that. You know, I wouldn't um, assume that Devontae Freeman's going to get signed, but, uh, you know, in terms of free agent um, budget, you know, I think you should definitely spend a little bit on Deion Lewis because it looks like he's going to have a passing down role moving forward. Uh, they're going to have to throw it to somebody out of the backfield. And, you know, uh, in terms of somebody just coming off the street like Devontae Freeman or whoever it may be, they will probably bring in somebody. Um, but Deion Lewis seems like a safe play. Um, I'm also going to shout out my guy, Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. Um, I think back-to-back -back weeks where he had seven catches. Uh, I know he had a touchdown. Um, so I think that Gardner Minshew um, is finding another wide receiver next to Chark. And it seems like he's favoriting Keelan Cole a little bit. So um, I would, he's a waiver wire target for me. So Keelan Cole, we got Deion Lewis, Mike Davis. Um, and in terms of uh, one of those guys that, you know, may or may not be on a lot of people's radar, um, I think that um, Schultz coming out of Dallas, your boy, do you have anything, thoughts on him? Um, if you're in redraft, I, I, if you're in redraft, I think Dalton Schultz, Schultz is a must-add. I think he should be owning on Ooh. everybody's team. Um, I'm going to be honest. And it's not, it's not, I don't, I don't want to say, it's not a talent thing. It's not because he's overly talented 
or anything like that. I just think if you're in an offense like the Cowboys offense, if you play a skill position, you need to be rostered. And with the lack of depth at tight end and the inconsistency, I mean, we saw one of the best tight ends in the game have three points this week in Mark Andrews. So with the inconsistencies of the tight end position, I think, I think Dalton Schultz needs to be owned, especially the offense he plays in. And you see what, what he's capable of. And I hate to say it, the Cowboys are going to be, they're going to be down in some games. They're going to be, you know, a high powered offense because their defense is not very good. Um, they, they, they struggle stopping people and they're going to have to move up the ball up and down the field. And they're going to have to, they're going to be playing from behind a little bit, which means Dak's going to have to throw, which means Dalton Schultz should get targets. Um, as long as he's not fumbling like he did early in that game, uh, he should, he should be, I mean, he should be a guy that's, that's on people's rosters. Um, one, one guy I want to ask you about, cause I know, I know you're high on and I'm extremely high on. I have him in a couple of leagues and I believe again, one thing we talked about early in the season about him was Kyler Murray. And I just think over the first two weeks outside of Russell Wilson and maybe Josh MVP Allen campaign and outside of maybe <laughs> Russell Wilson and Josh Allen, I think Kyler Murray right now, I know it's only week two and it don't mean nothing, but um, he he's playing really, really good football. He's using his legs. He's not taking hits. Uh, obviously the addition of Deandre Hopkins is enormous and helps. And I, I just think that he is, He's a lot like I think he's a lock to be a top three to five fantasy quarterback. And if you have him in dynasty or any kind of um, keeper leagues, I think I think that's a that's a gem right there. But he plays in a tough division. And now that the Niners, you know, defense doesn't really look exactly the same. They've they've lost some key guys. Uh, Seattle's defense can be had. We saw that when Cam Newton did it yesterday. And then you have the Rams whose defense is kind of middle of the road. I think what used to be a, a division that had some good defenses, I think Kyler Murray now is going to excel in that division. And I had him as a dark horse team and then I picked him my regular podcast. I'm starting to like them more and more. Uh, but I think Kyler definitely has MVP caliber uh, potential. And I really, really like what he's doing there in Arizona. No, I a hundred percent agree. I, I, I don't think that um, there's enough praise for him. I think that air raid offense that we were all salivating over, uh, his first year and you know waiting for it to come to fruition uh, we've seen it the first two weeks we've seen it against prolific defenses we've seen it against a struggling Washington team and they exposed um, you know Kyler Murray exposes you with his legs with his arms and he what is he a young Russell Wilson at the end of the day he's a young mobile Russell Wilson and I think the Russell Wilson is probably the best football player um, in terms of quarterback in the league um, and real football. Uh, we're talking real football here. And when it comes to a comparison, it's it's a huge deal to me when you're compared to Russell Wilson. So I think Kyler Murray is the next coming, maybe 2.0. Um, so uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. And uh, I think he's going to capitalize on that division in the next couple of years. He should be a top of that division. Um, you know, especially, you know, Russell Wilson's got some time left in him, but uh, he's going to be comp- competing against Russell Wilson for years to come. Um, and you can cross out Jared Goff. You can cross out Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, go ahead and do Kyler Murray versus Russell Wilson because uh, that's I what like I see. It. I like it. I like it a lot. I think that's going to be, like you said, a good matchup for, for years to come. Uh, the only other guy I wanted to mention was my, one of my takeaways was John o. Smith. Great week. For all, <laughs> people, for all those people that, that saved 
uh, or traded him away. Yeah, or, <laughs> or traded him away, or, or, or saved a late round pick and didn't take a tight end because you took the sleeper, Jonu Smith. I think it's going to pay huge dividends. I think Jonu Smith is super athletic, uh, talented, and obviously Ryan Tannehill likes to throw to him. Tennessee's always kind of like to use the tight end, even dating back to Delaney Walker. Um, I just, I just think he's going to have a really good year. So if you have him on your roster, uh, good for you. And then I got some disappointments that I want to get to. And mostly the old guys. Uh, Mark Andrews, I'll say first. I was disappointed. You know, I expect Mark <laughs> Andrews to do better than three points. But I have no concerns about him. Uh, but I want to talk about Todd Gurley, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and Drew Brees. And these are veteran guys. Uh, Todd Gurley, I just think he's going to be – I think his upside is no longer a, an RB1. I think his upside is at best an RB2. And I think it's – it's unfortunate because the, the, the talent level was such a huge drop-off from being the best fantasy back out there to all of a sudden an RB2. And it's disappointing, but Atlanta just, I, I don't know. They, they have a, a high-powered offense, but they mix guys in. Uh, they don't really run the ball very well. They haven't ran the ball very well for a while. so you have They to- don't even try to. They yeah. don't even try to run the ball really well. And I'm going to piggyback on what you said. I'm going to go ahead and just make it plain and clear. Um, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Mark Ingram are probably going to be around the same status this year with Mark Ingram probably going to score more touchdowns. But the thing about these players are is that it's not going to be an every week automatic, oh, this guy's going to get me X amount of points. It's going to be matchup dependent. It's going to be game script dependent. And it's going to be a situation where you're going to be disappointed. And those guys are frustrating. Having those guys, you're going to be frustrated at times. You're going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it's just going to come with the territory. These guys aren't going to just wake up and get 25 touches a game anymore. Like, that's just the bottom line. There's some young, hungry, hungry cats that are behind them. Um, they're in offenses that don't really need to rely on them. And it's in their best interest not to rely on them. So you're going to see weeks where you're like, wow, why did I start this guy? And then the next week, you may have two touchdowns out of him. So um, it's one of those things in fantasy football where, you know, say la vie. It, it comes with the territory, baby. Like, you know. I, I like those guys to be off of my roster. Off, <laughs> off of my roster. I mean, I'm trading them in every format. I don't want to, I want guys that I, that's consistent. Um, and I know it's hard. It's fantasy football. So there's going to be guys like, you know, I'm not saying Zeke can't have a, a five, eight point game, but I know he's going to touch the rock. I know he's going to get the opportunities. And I want those guys on my squad instead of guys that I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen from week to week. And then, and then the Brady's Rivers and Breeze conversation. I had high hopes for all these quarterbacks. And I know they're older and, you know, they've had great careers. But Brady went to a perfect situation. Uh, I mean, you couldn't, be in a, you couldn't ask for a better situation than a Tampa with those weapons. Uh, Phillip Rivers went to another really good situation with a running game, uh, one of the best offensive lines in football, which he hasn't had. And, and good weapons on the outside. And then Drew Brees, who obviously lost Michael Thomas. But I just think after – I know it's only two weeks, but the more I'm watching these guys, they're old, man. They're, they, they're not running the – and you get nothing from them in the run game, right? Most of these quarterbacks now, Josh Allen, Lamar, Pat Mahomes even, um, Dak, like they're giving you something in the running game. And it's Cam, it's making their value so much more. Right now you're banking on Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and Drew Brees to throw for 300, 350-plus and three touchdowns, and it's just not happening. And I, I don't really see it changing as we get through the season. The more that I watch them, 
the more that I'm leaning towards, if you have them, I would find a game, hopefully in the next few weeks, that they go off and sell high. And, and I mean, that, that's my only advice. Just sell high. Go get you. A, honestly, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. <laughs> he's going to throw the ball. He's going to throw the Somebody ball. Somebody who's going to toss it 40 times. Absolutely. Right? And he can move. And he, he'll get you, you know, some yards on the ground. Um, he might throw a couple picks. But you're going to be better off with a guy like that than Tom Brady, who might throw for 221 yards, a touchdown and a pick, and you're sitting there. He played Carolina. I mean, Carolina's defense secondary is one of the worst. Like, I can't name a player in their secondary. I can't. They were, like, signing guys off the streets just a week before the season. So, again, I'm disappointed, guys. Very disappointed, but I will say that I am – shout out to Stephon Diggs. Shout out to Calvin Ridley. Shout out to DK Metcalf. Shout out to Cam Newton. Shout out to, let's see, who is that other guy who has just been balling out of nowhere? And, you know, you just kind of see that, hey, you know, now he's top three in uh, receiving yards. Julian Edelman, what the hell? Like, who would have thought that he would explode for, what, 160? 179 yesterday. 179? Wow. Like, come on, man. Yeah, so shout out to those guys who have big games. Um, but I'm, you know, I don't like to live in the past. Uh, what we got coming up is the marquee matchup of the, the season so far. Oh yeah. Um, Monday we night. Have, we have what? Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes coming up week Monday three night. It's, it's, that's it's the biggest game of the year. I, I, like, I don't know why they put that Monday night though. I think they should have played that one on Sunday night. I don't know why they did Monday yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sunday night too. That'd be cool. But, but either I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. But I expect Mark Andrews to have a lot bigger showing. I expect all the stars to come out, do their thing. And you know that Lamar Jackson is going to try to show out. You know Patrick Mahomes is going to show The two last MVPs, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I think, I, think, I think Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson will both do their thing. I can't wait to watch that game. Um, I'm, Shootout. Like, yeah, I, hopefully. I, you know what? I hope the defenses don't show up. I, I, I mean, I hope Baltimore, Baltimore, got, Brad. <laughs> Baltimore got a good defense, but I'm honestly hoping – I hope they're, I hope neither defense shows up. I hope it's a straight track meet, kind of reminiscences of that, that Kansas City uh, Rams game a few years back, that Monday night. That was, uh, that's the kind of game I want to see. Um, hopefully hopefully it, it plays out that way. Um, you touched on – you touched on a, a couple of waiver wire ads, and there's a couple things that I, I was looking at, and I'm not sure – like. I, the guys that got hurt, nobody drafted their handcuffs, right? So nobody drafted Mike Davis. Nobody drafted Deion Lewis. And if you did, don't tell me you knew what you were doing because you didn't have a clue. That was best ball. That was best yeah. ball if you did. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, is those guys are probably out there. How much do you trust them? How much draft cap or how much uh, waiver wire capital are you going to invest in them? And is it too early if you're in a rolling type waiver wire to use like the number one priority for a guy? Or if you're, if you're in a fab budget, are you spending, you know, if you have a $100 fab budget, are you spending upwards of $60 plus to, to acquire one of these guys? My opinion, I, I don't, I've seen the Deion Lewis show before. I know what I'm going to get. <laughs> he's, a, he's a flex play at best. He can't run the football. He's a PPR guy, um, which may benefit him playing on the Giants because they're probably going to be playing from behind a lot. Sterling Shepard's hurt. Uh, obviously Saquon's out. They don't have a whole lot of guys there outside of Darius Slayton and, and Evan Ingram. But I, I just don't trust the Deion Lewis show. Just going to be honest. The, I'm more inclined to spend for Mike Davis. Um, he is somebody that I feel is capable of running the football. 
um, as well as out of the backfield. But again, I'm probably not investing too heavy. I think Carolina is going to play from behind a lot. I think Robbie Anderson and, and DJ Moore actually are going to be the benefit of Christian McCaffrey not being there. That's just my opinion, especially from the touchdown perspective. Um, I don't, I'm not excited about the waiver wire. And I know people are probably scouring all over the place. You mentioned guys like Keelan Cole. I would say go out and grab any Jaguars receiver you can find. I'm including Chris Conley. Um, those are guys that I could, you could probably play in a flex play because on any given week, they can be the one to score. Um, and, and like I said, Garner Minshew likes to spread the ball around and they throw the ball a ton. But I'm probably not going to be too active this week. And it's, it's more so because the guys behind him. Devontae Freeman is an interesting pick. But honestly, he hasn't been good for like four years. So I'm not sure that I would invest a whole lot in these guys because there's going to be more injuries to come. And if you have guys agreed, agreed. If you have guys on your in your waiver wire that are are still out there and you have a, a number one waiver priority or more money than everybody else at the end of the season. We saw it a few years back with D'Angelo Williams. Uh, we've seen it in, in other seasons that if you if you're able to get that guy, it could be definitely a league winner. So it's still week two. I caution people when they hit the waiver wire, depending on your league format, obviously your league format could, could matter. Or if you're in a dynasty league, something like that, where there's the waiver wire is really thin. Um, that's going to play a role, but I just caution people. Don't just go out and drop guys because you think other guys are going to stand out. I mean, I've, I've done it in a few leagues um, where I've picked up guys and dropped guys, but drop guys that you know are, are dispensable or expendable um, don't drop guys that, that are going to be important later in the season that have just underproduced through two games. And I'm trying to think of some, some guys like that off the top of my head. Uh, I don't know if I have anybody, though. I would have said, I, I mean, nobody's dropping Odell Beckham, but I would have said people like that are producing like an Odell Beckham level where it's not very good um, and you're getting frustrated with them, uh, I would just be cautious before you drop them for uh, a Deion Lewis. What say you? No, absolutely, man. Uh, I, I think you said something that's very important is that we're in week two, bro. The dead bodies are piling up. You want to see a dead body? Go to week three. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, one of those things where uh, I think that having some form of the ability to snatch more players and plug and play and to have flexibility, um, you know, I don't think that blowing your load this early is going to be smart. I think that you're going to have to make the waiver wire your friend moving forward. I mean, we, we just lost multiple players that were first, second, third rounders. And what's yet to come in week three? You know, a lot of these guys haven't even played um, 200 snaps of football yet. Uh, they barely played. You know, some of these running backs have only played 50% of the snaps of each week so what say you um in week three week four week five you know and and when people start getting thrown on ir even more you know so i'm concerned bro i'm a little shook i'm a little shook at what's going it's, on in the nfl it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy and you know um, i'm gonna talk about this later this week but the lack of otas and training camp and preseason and just the weird no contact stuff i, I think that plays a role uh, but i do want to point out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat ourselves on the back right now because we talked about this pre before the season started when people were drafting to get deep at running back, to mm -hmm. draft, for de draft for depth this year, not just because of COVID, 
handcuff, handcuff, handcuff. For injuries like this, because guys are going to get injured, it's this is a different type of year. And if you prepared yourself, or if you, I'm gonna be honest, most of my teams that I have Saquon in, I looked at my bench, and I got guys I can put in there. I, I either picked up guys like James Robinson. Uh, I, I was early on Antonio Gibson's. I drafted depth, got some guys like David Montgomery and and just guys that you can plug in. And you're not going from Saquon Barkley to Deion Lewis. That drop off is so huge that you better have a, a big, a big strong team around them. And most people, if you had Saquon Barkley, you drafted him high. You probably didn't get the chance to to have a team that was stacked around him. So uh, it was really important for people to draft appropriately. And you should have listened. No, I think that's it's exactly right because, you know, having depth, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, snatching up some of these second, third round running backs um, that are going to be featured later in the season, you're going to may have to rely on them a little bit earlier. You know, in a couple of leagues, Dynasty, everything, I, I snatched up Miles Gaskin, um, you know, just for the PPR reasons. And, you know, it looks like I may have to play him a little earlier than expected, plug and play. You know, and that just goes to show, man, like, you know, I have uh, Swift in a bunch of leagues and it looks like he's paying off from the PPR perspective. Um, there's going to be guys like, you know, J.K. Dobbins. They're going to get an extended run pretty soon here because I don't think Mark Ingram's going to go the full season. Like we said, you know, there's already so many people, Le'Veon Bell, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, all these running backs. And we haven't even gotten to the ones that normally get hurt, like the Todd Gurley's or you know, these other guys, um, who would have thought week two, Jordan, Re Jordan Reed has two touchdowns, completely healthy. And all these guys go down. I was who waiting. Hey, I was waiting. I was waiting that you? whole game. I was waiting the whole game. I was like, all right, he's about to get concussed somewhere up in this game. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how the world works. Out, yes, it man. does. Hey, um, all right, man, we're going to really quickly. Cause I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this shit show. Yeah. Um, we had, down. we had this optimal lineup. <laughs> Uh, week two optimal lineup and i just want i just want to point something out here it, this was terrible bro all right so just a reminder i had drew Brees, raheem moster derrick henry julio jones cooper cup emmanuel sanders and mark andrews with the buffalo defense and i scored a total a total of about 60 points i didn't even add it up i stopped adding it up because <laughs> i got i got like i got two from two from Mansan. I got eight, eight, eight from Derrick Henry. No, Mostert actually was one of my highest scores, and he missed most of the game. Yeah, that's what no, I was no. going to say. It must have been Crazy. good when you – He actually scored 18.7. That was my higher score, and he didn't even play the whole game. Yeah. So it, it, was, it was just bad. Um, you had a good day from, from Kyler, Zeke, and Austin Eckler. And then the big one that, I, that obviously we were happy about because we have him in a couple of leagues is Odell had a nice day. Uh, but Terry McLaurin, that was a good call, man. I – I was I was wondering if Patrick Peterson was going to follow him around, but it didn't seem to matter. Um, you know, he 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 performed well, and and that connection with Dwayne Haskins, I'm really excited about him. I got him in a few leagues, so that was a good that was a good call on your part. So you you got two weeks in a row now. Um, not happy about that, but we got a long season. <laughs> So, it's a long season. So it's a long damn season. Oh yeah, long season. So you're up 10 bucks right now. But what we got here is we got week three. So there's a lot of good matchups in week three. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm going to Arizona. I haven't had much time to look at week three and who I wanted to play. No worries. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make it happen here. 
And the, I'm gonna tell you right now, the first I, I already know who I'm playing a quarterback. Uh, who? It's, who you got? And probably not smart after watching tonight's game, but <laughs> but they're gonna be at home. Uh, I'm gonna Ooh. take I'm gonna take Cam Newton next week against the Raiders. Ooh. I, I like what I've seen from him. Mainly, dude, when when they get near the goal line, it's it's the <laughs> it's Cam show. show. It's the Cam it's show. His show, man. So, so I'm excited about excited about that. Um, and the Raiders matchup. I think they're they're in New England, so it should be good. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cam. Um, for the running back position, uh, this is always a toss up for me. I think there's there's a number of ways we can go here, but I'm gonna take Miles Sanders. To start, he he had a good game coming back first week. Um, they need to use him more because Carson Wentz looks terrible. Uh, again, another that's going to be my rant on Friday. So when I when I'm gonna I'm about to go off on Carson Wentz again. Overrated gonna, Wentz. Yeah, I'm gonna take him, and I'm actually gonna take Jonathan Taylor too. Um, again, he's playing the Jets, and they are bad, like beyond bad. Uh, I think I could probably run for about a buck fifty on them, and I got no knees, so. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. Awful. Terrible. Um, for, let's see. For receiver, this one's tough, man. I haven't really looked a whole lot at receiver. I'm going to actually, I'm actually going to go with the connection. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Nikhil Harry with the, with the Cam, Cam and Harry pick. I like to, I like to go with these obscure guys. I'm going to go Nikhil Harry. And then I am going to go. It's hard not to. Who do I want to go here? Um, you know what? I, the Dolphins are kind of beat up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go DJ Chark against the Dolphins. I think Byron Jones is hurt. Um, they struggled. They struggled against Tennessee. I mean, Ryan Tannehill was throwing the ball on them. And then my last receiver. Uh, who do I want to go here? Shit. Uh, let's. You know what? Let's say let's save one for Monday night. I'm gonna go Monday night's game. It, it's gonna be. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Tyreek Hill. I just think there's gonna be one or two big plays. He'll make them, and, and we'll go there for for my third receiver. For tight end, I'm gonna take. Uh, da, 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 what do I want to do? I could take Jordan Reed again. Not this play. Man, it was hard not it's hard not to take Waller after watching him, huh? That dude is a yeah. monster. Man, I'm so glad I got him in Keeper League. Hey, Darren Darren Waller is a problem. He's a problem. Like that that dude is a problem, especially because Carr likes him. You know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna go two Colts here. I think they're gonna blow out the Jets. I'm gonna take Mo Alley Cox. He had a good week this week. I think he can repeat the performance. Uh, we're gonna go Mo Alley Cox, and I'm actually gonna this is a Colts theme. I'm going to take the Colts defense as well. Ooh, spicy. Their defense has looked good. They played really well against Minnesota. Um, I'm going to go the Colts defense there. So I got Cam Newton, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, Nikhil Harry, DJ Chark, Tyreek Hill, Moali Cox, and the Colts defense. There we go. Without any research, yes, that's what I got. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think I'm going to go with Big Ben. Good choice. Big Ben against the uh, Houston Texans. That'll be interesting. Big Ben's back. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see, I think. Uh, and I'm going to take Austin Eckler. I'm going to run him. That's three straight weeks. You love you some Eckler. <laughs> it didn't work so good the first week. You're right. 
Uh, I'm going to go Eckler, and I'm going to go Joe Mixon against your Miles Sanders play. They play each other. There you go. I'm going to go, I think, let's go with, for defense, I'll take, give me Philly D. Philly D. D. Okay. Philadelphia's oh, against the Bengals. Yeah. Oh, by, by the way, I'm loving my uh, – I'm loving the Herbert now. That Now that Herbert's starting, I like, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow versus Herbert. I like my pick now. I think <laughs> – even though, even though Burrow's played – I'll admit, he's played better than I gave him credit for at the beginning of the season, but we're still a long mm-hmm. way to go, and he's still 0-2. But from a fantasy perspective, I got Herbert outscoring Joe Burrow this year. Uh, I mean, I'm at this point. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna e- fight with you. I didn't even think he was gonna get in until week six. He looked good. He looked real good, and you know, he looked like the best is yet to come. You know, yeah. once he kind of gets his his uh, few starts behind him, and kind of gets real comfortable. You know, um, once he starts checking into different plays. Yeah, I'm excited for Herbert. You know, I'm, I'm a fan. So, um, wide receiver. Let's go. Allen Robinson. Okay. Let's go with for tight end. Let's go Mark Andrews. There's some weird games this week, man. I'm looking at these games. Hella weird. Yeah. Let's go. Give me Juju. Juju on the beat. Okay. I see you trying to get that connection likely. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Juju on the beat. That's right. Although, and although maybe maybe you took the wrong Steelers receiver, Deontay, huh? <laughs> and, then, and then I think Julio bounces back. I gotta run it back with him. Hey, fuck Julio Jones! <laughs> I purposely picked Julio against my Cowboys, and then Calvin Ridley's the one that went off, and Julio out here Calvin dropping Ridley, dropping man. touchdowns. Calvin Ridley, boy, he's, he's out here. He's shining. He is, man. He he he's making me look like I, I I'm a doubter. Yeah, because I doubted him too. I'm not gonna. Lie. But you know what? It's I think it's that offense, man. They, yeah. But they still suck. <laughs> I mean, we can talk. We we can talk about that another day. But all you gotta do is jump on an onside kick. Anyways, they they can't close, man. It's just um, it doesn't feel like they got that winning aspect to them. Like yeah, they just, they're hey, they're like the guy. They're like the guy at the club. And the guy at the club comes in dressed all nice, hella smooth, right? Talking to the ladies, and at the end of the night, he's still going home by himself because he can't close. Solo, solo. He warmed it. He warmed it up all night. Everyone's enjoying the conversation. And then we took her home. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Facts. I'm telling you. Hey, so all right, we got uh, week three optimal lineup. I need a. I need a win here, man. I can't go down 15. Uh, We got Cam, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, Nikhil Harry, DJ Chark, Tyreek Hill. Mo Ali Cox and the Colts defense. And you got Big Ben, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Allen Robinson, Juju on the beat, Julio Jones, Mark Andrews, and Philadelphia's defense. So we'll see how that That'll be a good matchup. I think that's a good matchup. That's a fair matchup. I do too. It's always fair. It could go either way. It could go either way. No, that that one could go either way. Yes, sir. And I think Tyreek Hill is going to go crazy. I hope so. I have him in a couple of leagues. I hope so as well. Uh, just to point out one thing, our two leagues that we share, 
CBS and the Yahoo League, we sit at two and zero. Oh. We about to run both these leagues. It doesn't even man a, a whopping four and zero. Oh. Hey, that's what I was. I'm happy about that. We lost Saquon, and we still we we don't even have Blue any backs. <laughs> hey, hey, we don't. Hey, David Montgomery got hurt early. We didn't have Saquon, and we still won. Like we, it's 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 just ridiculous. Blowouts, um, blowing people out. So we'll see what we do on the waiver wire in a couple of these leagues because there are some leagues we need to get backs in. I think that's one of yeah. them. Where we got some, we got guys I like, but you know we're kind of waiting on J.K. Dobbins. You know, stuff still not quite yeah, there. Come and, to fruition. Yeah. Uh, although I, I did like Antonio Gibson this week. He, I saw him getting a lot more touches, and the Peyton Barber show was no not there. Right, we talked about Peyton Barber being just a well, guy, and now they're down. What? Uh, they're are they one and one or are they zero and two? Uh, they're they're one and one now. They're one and one, but they're not getting any better, right? They're they're yeah, yeah. They're not going to be relevant. So, so the more they're they, not going to just yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, you know what it is. Peyton oh, yeah. Barber is his value decreased. It yeah. was optimal last week. All I saw was J.D. McKissick and a lot of Antonio Gibson. Peyton Barber was an afterthought in that game. After scoring two touchdowns week one, we just told you guys he was just a guy. That's exactly what he is. Antonio Gibson's time is coming. Um, so so we'll, we'll see what we do there. But, uh, yeah, we got to get to work on that waiver wire for another running back. And it doesn't matter. We'll still be 3-0 after this week. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, um, we will be back next week. Uh, quick show tonight. I got shit to do. Uh, thanks again, David, for joining me. Listen to this man. Follow this man on Twitter. Again, it's at SAC Experts. Uh, follow the show at S2 Podcast. Uh, sideline to sideline underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, shoot us any questions. I know my boy Dave is always posting content on who to start, breaking news and shit like that. So uh, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, man. Uh, appreciate being here, man. Aaron, it's always a fun time with you, man. And I, I just see you getting better and better at this. So uh anyone out there looking to uh you know share uh any questions or you know concerns about their team shoot them our way uh maybe we'll answer them all live on the pod or whatever you know so uh it'll be fun yes sir right, yes guys. sir ask the questions one other thing a note we got a, i got a new show getting ready to drop stay tuned for that we will uh we'll advertise a little bit later next week but it's going to be releasing sunday mornings it's going to be live so stay tuned for that i got a new special guest special co-host that we'll be introducing. Um, and then I also got an interview coming up with uh, somebody you guys are going to all be excited about. So once we get the, the details narrowed down, we'll bring that to you. But again, thanks for joining us and we out.